in preparation for this afternoon's sermon, which is on God's Word as summarized in Lord's Day 50, we will look at some passages from the Gospel according to Matthew. Our first passage is from Matthew chapter 6, beginning at verse 5. And this is part of the Lord Jesus' teaching. He, he went up in, in chapter 5. He went up on the mountain and he sat down and he began to teach. And this is part of his teaching. And we will focus on the Lord's Prayer and his instruction to not be anxious. So Matthew chapter 6, beginning at verse 5. And here we read together. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them. For your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Let us now shift down to verse 19. Verse 19. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy... Your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what, you'll, what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. 
They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? Or, What shall we drink? Or, What shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and, all, and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And let us once again shift down to chapter 7, beginning at verse 7, and we'll read through to the end of verse 11. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? This afternoon's sermon will be on God's Word as summarized in the Huddleberg Catechism in Lord's Day 50. Lord's Day 50, which is on the fourth petition. And the question is, what is the fourth petition? And we confess, give us this day our daily bread. That is, provide us with all our bodily needs, so that we may acknowledge that you are the only fountain of all good, and that our care and labor, and also your gifts, cannot do us any good without your blessing. Grant, therefore, that we may withdraw our trust from all creatures and place it only in you. Brothers, and sisters of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God, our Creator, made us in such a way that we all hunger and thirst. Every one of us here needs to eat and drink. Every day we find ourselves preparing some kind of food to eat in order to satisfy our hunger. Of course, our food comes from somewhere. Some may come from our, our personal gardens or, or greenhouses. 
but still much comes from the grocery store. And I'm sure we have all noticed that prices are on the rise. When we arrive home from the store, we may even catch ourselves looking at the receipt, shaking our heads and asking, how? How did it add up to that much? And the rise of prices may bring added stress and anxiety for us. How will we keep up with the rise in costs? Everything seems to be going up. And we can be comforted that our Lord Jesus teaches us not to be anxious, but rather to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. For our Heavenly Father knows, he knows we need food and drink, and he will give good things to those who ask him. This afternoon we will hear this comforting message under this theme and points. Our theme for this afternoon The Lord Jesus teaches us that our Heavenly Father is the only fountain of all good. And we will look at three points. First, ask for our Father is good. Second, receive for our Father is good. And lastly, we will look at the point, trust for our Father is good. Our first point then, ask for our Father is good. In congregation, the Lord's prayer is a, is a well-known prayer. And one of the requests we read that Jesus teaches us to pray is, give us this day our daily bread. And this is known as the fourth petition. And this is the question we have before us in Lord's Day 50. What is the fourth petition? What are we requesting from our Heavenly Father when we ask, give us this day our daily bread? And although bread is is largely seen as a staple food across all cultures, not everyone eats bread. We need to consider then what is really meant by the word bread. And the broad definition of what is meant by bread in our Lord's Day is helpful. We confess that our daily bread includes all our bodily needs. We are asking our Heavenly Father for everything essential for our existence. Everything necessary for us to function. This means that our prayer not only includes what we noticed on our tables at this very lunch hour, but it has a, has a far greater scope. It includes the air that we breathe. It includes clothing, shelter, the fuel we put in our vehicles, and other necessities of life. Even broader than that, when we ask our Heavenly Father for our daily bread, we're also praying for the, the whole process of how these essentials, the food, drink, water, clothing, how all these essentials arrive in our possession. We are praying for the availability of of housing. We are praying that our Father provides the weather necessary for the crops to grow. We are praying for a successful harvest 
for the farmers. We are praying for the health and the growth of, of cows, chickens, pigs, quail. We are praying for the mills and plants that package goods and the delivery and placing of all these products into the stores. When we ask for our daily bread, we are acknowledging that this whole economic structure and all its complex mechanisms operate under our Heavenly Father's providential care. Yes, He created all things, and He did not abandon this world, but upholds, governs, and directs all things as well. Nothing under His sovereign reign comes by chance, but all good things flow from Him alone. When Jesus teaches us to pray, give us this day our daily bread, He is teaching us to go to our Heavenly Father in humility and to ask Him for our daily physical needs. We are confessing our dependence upon our Father. He created us with hunger and thirst, and we turn to Him and ask that He would satisfy those needs. He is the Creator, and we are created beings completely dependent upon Him. In the Belgian Confession, Article 1, we believe with our hearts and we confess with our mouths that God is good and the overflowing fountain of all good. And we notice similar language here. You are the only fountain of all good. And as we approach our Father in prayer then, we are acknowledging His goodness. His goodness is His, is his undeserved kindness to all creation. And we can think of the fact that all living things receive food from God. For mankind, both believers in Jesus Christ and unbelievers receive their food from God. Both are created with bodies that hunger and thirst, and He satisfies them. Both also receive rain from heaven and fruitful seasons. And this is our God being gracious and displaying His goodness towards all mankind. For the unbeliever, this is, this is a taste. This is a taste of God's graciousness. Yet, the unbeliever is not experiencing His undeserved saving grace. God's saving grace is only for His children who believe in Jesus. Just because God is, is good towards the wicked, towards unbelievers, does not mean that He is fully merciful towards the wicked. For He is also just. And His justice demands punishment for sins. A punishment that was satisfied by Christ's death on the cross. And this satisfaction by Christ is not, is not for those who harden their hearts and refuse to acknowledge that rain and food testify to God's goodness. The unbeliever remains under God's wrath. As his children, unlike the wicked, we must 
we must acknowledge God's goodness. And Christ teaches us to acknowledge our Heavenly Father and to ask Him for His provision with boldness. With boldness. Give us this day. And this is, this is a fairly assertive way to ask for the essentials. Give us this day. Yet the Lord Jesus teaches us to pray. Give us. We are able to ask with boldness. Why? Because of God's promises. He knows our needs. And the Holy Spirit teaches us in the Bible that God, according to the riches of His glory in Christ Jesus, will supply our every need. God will supply our every need. God the Father testifies and seals this promise to those who are baptized. He promises to provide us with all good. He promises to avert all, all evil or turn it to our benefit. For those who belong to Jesus Christ in body and soul, we can ask with boldness and confidence. And we are not only asking for ourselves. Give us. Give us. This also has a, a communal aspect to it. When we pray, we're not only praying for ourselves, but we are praying for all who belong to Jesus Christ. We are asking our Heavenly Father to remember His promises for all His children, near and far. It is good then that everyone who belongs to Jesus is taught to pray this petition. This prayer, give us this day our daily bread. We all need to ask for our daily bread. And we should pray this daily. For our Father is good always. Our Lord Jesus says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Or ask, and you will receive. And this leads us to our second point. Receive, for our Father is good. Ask, and you will receive. This means that when we ask for our daily bread, our physical needs, we ask in anticipation of receiving. We ask with boldness, understanding that God will deliver. When it comes to the essentials of life, we can expect Him to give us what is needed. For He is good. Jesus says, If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more Will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? We can expect to receive from Him all good things necessary for our bodies. What Lord's Day 50 does not mention is the amount. The amount received. And this is important because it means that regardless of whether God provides us with plenty 
or little, we still must acknowledge him as the only fountain of all good. And we must admit that this is not easy for us as sinners. When we work hard, when we labor hard, we expect results. We expect results based on our, on our own efforts. And when there are little to no results, we, we, battle, we battle the, the temptation of becoming resentful, discontent, bitter and anxious because we put so much worth, so much value into our own care and work. But who are we resentful towards? Who are we bitter towards? God? Do we believe God owes us good things because of our effort? On the other hand, when our Father does provide us with plenty of gifts, we battle the urge of pride. These are sins that we must be aware of. God warns us through his messenger James, in James chapter 1, verse 17, that we are not to be deceived. For every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming from the Father of lights. Brothers and sisters, we must acknowledge that whether we receive little or much, it all comes from our Father's hand. Whether we receive good things through our own work or if we receive good things from others, these are only the, only the means. These are only the means by which we receive them. The source of all good things, who we receive them from, is from our Heavenly Father. He is the one who blesses us with, with clothing, with shelter, food, and water. That is why we confess that he is the only fountain of all good. And Jesus, while on earth, also knew this to be true. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, we, are, we read of such an occasion where Jesus understood that he would receive what he needed from his heavenly Father. This occasion is the time where Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days and nights. And after fasting for 40 days and nights in the wilderness, he was hungry. And Satan came to tempt him by saying, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. And Jesus answered Satan, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus humbled himself into his Father's care. He understood that his Father directs all things with the words of his mouth. And from his mouth he spoke and brought all things into existence for the benefit of his people. 
do we humbly receive from the Father? Today, it is not uncommon to hear people say that food is a natural human right. Many say everyone deserves to eat. But is this true and biblical? Does everyone deserve to eat? Is it a a human right? In the Bible, sometimes God, in His sovereignty, decides to let His people hunger. And this is what we read in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. God had brought His people out of Egypt into the wilderness, and He let His people hunger. He did so to humble them. And then He fed them. Food, drink, clothing, shelter are gifts from the Lord. Consider how He fed Adam and Eve in paradise, in the garden. In paradise, God graciously gave Adam and Eve trees that were good for food. And after Adam and Eve fell into sin, God made for them garments of skin to clothe them. God, in His goodness, provides humans with food and gave them also garments of skins. He provides us with with everything we need for our body and soul. We must understand then that we do not receive food or drink or, or clothing or shelter because it is a human right or because God owes them to us because of how, how hard we work and we labor for them, but because God acts graciously. We receive them because God acts graciously towards mankind. As his children who receive all good things from him, whether much or little, we must learn to be content. And this is what the Apostle Paul had to learn as well. He wrote to the church in Philippi, For I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. Strengthened by the grace of God, Paul was able to be content in whatever situation he was placed in. May we also pray that God will strengthen us through his Holy Spirit and word to be content in all circumstances in life. For we must keep in mind, as the psalmist writes in Psalm 37, better is the little that the righteous has than the abundance of many wicked. It is better to have little and have a relationship with God than have plenty and have no relationship with God. When we have a relationship with God, our eyes will be opened up to His goodness in our lives. 
We will be content in whatever we receive. And we will come to see that all good things, all things we receive here on earth, are but a foretaste. They're but a foretaste of the paradise to come. For when Jesus Christ returns, all who believed in Him and who He redeemed will have shelter in His presence. Revelation chapter 7, verse 16 through 17 describes this, this wonderful reality. There we read, Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not be down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb, that is Jesus, at the center of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will lead them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. We may struggle with worry and anxiety here on earth, concerned about our material needs, but in Christ, we look forward to receiving a a glorious inheritance. Yet we must trust this to be the case in order to experience contentment and joy for today. If we are to experience joy and contentment, contentment day in and day out. And this brings us to our third and final point, trust for our Father is good. Some who are anxious about the future will will work extremely hard so that they can experience peace of mind. The Bible in in Luke chapter 12 speaks of a man who, who built for himself large barns. And this man said to his soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul is required of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. There is a spiritual danger in creating a a sense of security by stockpiling food or wealth. If, as God's people, we receive a lot in this life, freezers full of meat, cold storage full of, of canned goods, nice vehicles, a nice house, Secure bank accounts. And, our, and all our needs are, are fulfilled. The danger is that our, our trust shifts from trusting in God to trusting in material goods. Brothers and sisters, in what are we placing our trust? Could it be that we are trusting in the, in the material blessings, the goods, the created objects, and the gifts that we have received? Are they our comforter, our security, and our source of peace? 
We need to answer these questions honestly. On the other hand, a person who has little may also struggle with keeping trust in God. When we have not received much, we may wonder if God will provide. In our reading from Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 and onwards, we notice Jesus, Jesus teaching the crowds that since our Heavenly Father feeds the birds and clothes the grass of the field, how much more so will He feed and clothe His people since they are more valuable to Him? And then Jesus admonishes them with these words. Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? Or, What shall we drink? Or, What shall we wear? Why? Because our Heavenly Father knows. He knows that we need them all. We are not to be anxious about such things because our Father, who is good, knows we need the essentials of life. Jesus reminds us that our, our Father provides for the birds and the lilies. He has created them. And He cares for them. And how much more will He care for His children? Those who are not only created in His image, but are bought and paid for with the blood of His Son, Jesus Christ. We are more valuable and precious to Him than any other creature. We can trust, then, that God will give what is needed. Jesus Christ says in John chapter 15, verse 7, If you abide in Me, and My words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. This is what Jesus promises those who receive his words. How can Jesus make such a promise? When we ask of our Heavenly Father, Jesus is our mediator, our advocate. Whatever we pray, he intercedes before the Father on our behalf. And since His will and the Father's are one, which led Him to a life of, of perfect obedience and a sacrifice on the cross, we can be confident that our needs will be met when we ask of the Father. And this is why we pray. This is why we pray in the name of Jesus. For He will never leave us, and He will never forsake us. For the sake of Jesus Christ, when we ask our Heavenly Father, give us this day our daily bread. He will provide all that is needed. He will not give us a stone if we ask for bread. And He will not give us a serpent if we ask for a fish. For if earthly fathers, sinful earthly fathers, are willing to provide good gifts to their children when they ask, how much more so will our, our holy and good Father in heaven give good things to us when we ask of Him? We confess then that our, heaven, our Father in heaven is the only fountain of all good. 
And we must remove all our trust in all other creatures. All material objects such as money and possessions. And place it in Him alone. It is only by doing this that we will receive true joy and lasting peace during times of anxiety. As God's messenger Paul wrote to the believers in Philippi, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Yes, we may worry and grow concerned when the price of foods in the store are on the rise, or when our children outgrow their clothes and they need more. But the Holy Spirit teaches us that in Christ Jesus, our hearts and minds are guarded against anxiety when we pray. When we ask our Heavenly Father, give us this day our daily bread for Jesus' sake. For He is the only fountain of all good, and His goodness overflows for His children. To Him be the honor and glory forever. Amen.